You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. You're watching Pirate Breakdown with Sutton Young. Join Sutton every Wednesday night on The Sports Objective as he talks East Carolina football. Here's Sutton. And with that, welcome back into Pirate Breakdown. I'm Sutton Young, joined now tonight by Kyle Barber. Kyle, how are you, man? What's up? Doing all right, best I can for right now. Uh, how you doing? I am pretty good. I'm still uh, reeling in the tough loss on Saturday, but I'll tell you what, team gave me a lot of optimism moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Defensive performance was fantastic. Uh, Got to like Holt's performance despite the two picks. Uh, running game had trouble getting going. I think that had more to do with NC State than it did East Carolina. I expect a much better performance out of the running game this week. Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah, you have to look. I mean, State's run game defense is one of, if not the best in the country. I mean, it, I thought Rajay, he had a great game, Keaton. I mean, I mean, obviously, with how well Keaton did last year, teams are going to know, okay, he is a threat. I thought that State did do a good job of maintaining Keaton. But, I mean, the offense was still productive, which, I, I mean – 21 points – or 20 points, excuse me. That I mean, I, I would say I was pretty pleased with that, that from our offense. Based on um, their defense, yeah, I think you got to – you know, I think you got to get the ball in Keaton's hands in other ways more. Uh, we uh, would love to see him utilized in the passing game a lot more. We saw how effective mm-hmm. that can be in the fourth quarter on that last drive. And uh, Rajay had some good runs at times. Rajay's probably – uh, the more physical back and would do better against that style defense. Oh, no, 100%. I mean, you look at Raja, you you saw the physical toughness. I mean, Keaton, he he's a cheetah. He he runs and he's gone. State did a good job with that. But with Raja, you have the size. He has build, and that allowed him, I think, to be successful against State in some areas. No, I agree 100%. I, I think, though, the big thing with State, and it's the thing everybody's talking about, is the two missed kicks. And – I'll say this right off the bat. Owen Daffer is a good kicker. He is a yeah. good kicker. I mean, it just it, – it's the luck of the draw. I mean, I, I was thinking back – I think it was in 2007 or 8. I think 2007, Pat McAfee, he, uh, he missed two uh, field goals, extra points to uh, – and West Virginia ended up losing. They didn't go to the national championship because of that. I mean, this stuff happens. I mean – I think at the end of the day, it was clear to say that we were the better team. It's just, you know, I mean, stuff happens. It's it's a lot of sports. I mean, you have to think, though, and I was thinking about it after the game, the nerves were just monumental for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think it was all on Owen. I think the the whole operation was off. You look at the PAT, the laces were in facing yeah. – uh, Facing him, I think he probably saw that. I think that messed with his head. Uh, you know, I was we were talking to Andrew Bays last night. You know, Andrew says you got to make that kick anyway. It's an extra point. Uh, I think that got in his head, and then once that was in his head, uh, that's a big pressure kick. He he kicked the pressure one at Navy, uh, but operations were better. And you're on the road, a lot less pressure on the road. People may think less pressure at home. No, no, uh, you're playing a top twenty-five team, and your home crowd is watching. Uh, to yeah. me, that's even more pressure. And, uh, yeah, the the reason we expected Daffer to make that field goal is because we've seen him do it before in a pressure situation. So, no, I, I expect Owen to bounce back. I'm, I'm, you know, as we look ahead to Old Dominion, I'll make a couple more points about the kicking game. Uh, 
as we move on to that here in a little bit. But um, no, I, I have confidence in Daffer, and um, you know, I, I'm sure some healthy competition this week in practice uh, will probably help him get refocused, and uh, he, he needs to he needs to focus on his mechanics, doing what he knows he can do. Um, Got to have the right holder. I heard we were working somebody else at holder this week. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they, they, they continue to use Luke Larson uh, as, as kick holder, or if they put somebody else in there. And uh, uh, Sutton, you mentioned the two blocked, or the, excuse me, the two missed kicks. Uh, don't forget about the blocked punt that Luke had. Um, huge play in the game. Um, if you if you take that off the board and everything else goes the same way, then we don't need uh, Owen to make those kicks. No, and I, I really think that. I mean, people were looking at those two kicks. I, I think the block punt was the game changer. I really do. Because, yeah. like you said, if you don't have that block punt, we're not in that situation. And to your point, and I was going to mention this too, and I, I'm glad you said it, is people after the game were talking to me and they were saying, oh, I mean, I saw it happen. And how he missed it, I'm like, well, look, those laces were out. I mean, you can be Justin Tucker, in my opinion. When those laces are facing you, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know what side of the laces are going to be. I mean, you just don't know. So it does mess up the kick. And I think probably mentally you see it. You see those laces and you know you're not supposed to. They're they're not supposed to be looking at you. And uh, that probably messes with your head a lot. So, uh no, and you know, I, I I'm going to be a lot harder on Luke Larson because Luke's 30 years old. Yeah. Um. I, I and I think you, Coach Hughes is probably feeling the same way. He's going to be a lot harder on a 30 year old man versus you know a 20 year old young man. Yeah. So, uh, I I hope they both have great seasons moving forward. And um, I'll segue to this Sutton. Um, and we can continue to talk about the NC State game if you want. But something that uh was brought to my attention last night. Um. Guess who led the nation in block kicks last year? Who did? The Old Dominion Monarchs. They had yeah. six block field goals, four block punts for a total of ten block kicks. Yeah. And most of those players are back from that team. They made a big special teams play against Virginia Tech this past Friday night um, on a mishandled field goal attempt by the Hokies. And, you know, Old Dominion ran it back for a touchdown. So their special teams are excellent. Uh, it's scary to think about that after the performance of special teams this week, but it might be just what we need because it, it is seeing that stuff on film is damn sure going to get these guys locked in. They better be locked in and executing on special teams uh, Saturday night, or we could end up uh, being in a situation we don't want to be in. Yeah. And you're, you're hundred percent right there. And, I, and that's something I thought a lot about too is old dominion. I mean, you look at them last year and a couple of years ago, you were thinking Old Dominion, oh, no, I mean, this is, we're going to win that game. Old Dominion showed last week that they are a daggone good football team. They are a very good football team. And, and this is the thing, too, I'll say about Virginia Tech. And, I mean, I don't personally think Virginia Tech's going to be that good this year. I don't. However, that doesn't take away from what Old Dominion did. Because – Old Dominion, they played better football across the board. You look at Virginia Tech and you had miscue after miscue after miscue. Old Dominion, I thought they played pretty clean football. And that's something that, aside from the block punt, the two interceptions and the uh, two missed kicks, I thought we played a fairly clean game on Saturday. 
No, absolutely. We did, and so did Old Dominion. They don't beat themselves. Um, that quarterback for them, um, Wolf, he didn't have his best night Friday night, but he's 6-2 and two as a starter uh, since they put him starting last year. He played in 10 games last year, but after they moved him to starter, they won five in a row, uh, made it to a bowl game. And so 6-2 and two all time as a starter, despite your stats, is pretty salty. He doesn't beat himself. He's a gamer. Um, he doesn't turn the ball over very much. Uh, I, I expect that, uh, you know, I, I, this line in this game is 12 and a half right now. Um, and we may cover it. I think that line's a little big. I see this game at around a six-point spread. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a heck of a football game. Right? Look, yeah. if we cover it, when win by two touchdowns, great. If we win by one, great. Uh, I, I, I view this game as a conference game. To me, ODU is an American qu- conference quality team. And you mentioned the Hokies, and are they any good? Uh, I don't think they are on offense. But uh, defensively, look, that guy came over from the defense coordinator of Penn State. He knows defense. Um, they've had defensive talent in recent years at Virginia Tech. Uh, people talk about ODU's offensive performance. I think the Hokies' defense is probably pretty good. I think overall, the Hokies are nowhere near as good as they used to be, offense, special teams. But I do think their defense is probably still solid. Um, so I, I don't know how much I would take into the Old Dominion's offense struggle. They had 10 starters back on offense. I know they had some turnover at office coordinator. They lost their office coordinator. Then the guy they brought in, they fired in August. Um which was an interesting situation. But um, I expect a very competitive game from the Monarchs Saturday night. Oh, oh, no question with that. And the thing, too, with with Virginia Tech, I mean, Brent Pry, he was a grad assistant under Beamer. I mean, the guy knows defense. And when I think of Virginia Tech football, I think of back when we played them every year. I mean, they were one of the top defenses in the country. And I don't see – I mean, long-term with Virginia Tech, I think that – if Virginia Tech keeps pry, which, I mean, I think that he, uh, he's he got a good thing going on later on, that they can get back to the level they were on defense. I mean, you have to look again with Brent Pry. I mean, under Frank Beamer, he was a grad under graduate assistant under Buck Foster. I mean, he knows defense. But, I mean, you have to look at this, too. It's a, it's a new staff. I mean, you see what happens with new staffs. I mean, they don't usually generate – wins as quick so that that's something there to look at but as far as old dominion is concerned i've been thinking a lot about the 2013 game i think we won that game 52 to 38 in old dominion they certainly gave us a scare i'm not saying that the game is going to be that high scoring but the contests we've had against old dominion have been close contests and i think i I personally agree with you kyle i think the line is a little too high if it was my line, I'd say maybe maybe eight, seven and a half. But I definitely do think it's going to be more high scoring than it was for both teams on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a good question in terms of how high scoring it'll be. Uh, I think our defense is salty. Um, I, I, I don't know how good ODU's defense is. That That's the question I have. I, how much of that was ODU's defense being good? I do think their offense is better than they showed Saturday or Friday against Virginia Tech. But how much was that was ODU's defense being good and how much of that was Virginia Tech's offense being bad? They forced, what, five turnovers? Um, mm-hmm. That quarterback for the Hokies, we've seen him play for Marshall. He's very streaky. When he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's not. And uh, he was not on the other night. Um, 
So I think what we have to do offensively, I think we have to establish the run, obviously, and I think we'll be able to. This, this is this ODU defense is not NC State's defense. Um, and then you know I think Holton, it'll be interesting to see with his right shoulder injury um, how much they'll let him pull it down. Um, does that take away a weapon? You know, this is going to be the first time he's going to be playing with a brace on his shoulder, on his right shoulder, non-throwing shoulder, just so everybody's clear on that. Um, and, and how much is that going to, to affect him? And uh, how much is the coaching staff going to tell him, hey, we don't need you – we don't need that shoulder any more injured. Don't pull it down. Does that take an element of, of, of the game away? Um, at the end of the day, what to me what it comes down to in this situation, we can't afford to start 0-2. Um, could we start 0-2 and still go to a ball game? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're good enough to beat anybody on our schedule. But this football team is too good to start 0-2. That would be a huge disappointment. Uh, we we desperately need to find a way to win this game Saturday. It, it, you know, be it, be it by 12 or 13 or be it by one in overtime, just win, baby. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I agree with that is, I mean, you see teams all the time. You look at them and you're like, no, this team is not – Five and seven. This team is not eight and four. I mean, we like you said, we can't start them two because this team is way better than an zero and two team. I mean, frankly, I mean, I'll be one. We should be one and zero. But the bottom line is, with how good, in my opinion, the American Conference is with Houston, Cincinnati, UCF. I think all three of those teams are going to be dangerous. That's three right there. Then you have BYU, and, and that that's BYU. That's the only game I think – I don't really know if we're going to be able to pull that one out. But you have those three teams in the conference. You – at least Old Dominion. I mean, obviously Campbell too. you got to be Old Dominion. You have to. Well, I think we need to win these next three, honestly. I don't want to look ahead too much. But mm-hmm. you look Campbell after after ODU, then Navy, you know, also Delaware Friday – or excuse me, Saturday. Um, and we always struggle with Navy. But – those three are home. We need to be three and one in the month of September. I uh, then you look after that. We do have South Florida and Tulane on the road, but uh, I think we could easily be five and one. Oh, well, I shouldn't say easily. We could be five and one with UCF coming in here and uh, have an electric atmosphere and a big time game in the American come mid October. Oh, no doubt. And do we uh, have Memphis I... actually on the schedule? Do we do we have Memphis before UCF? That's... You, you may know the schedule. Yes, I believe we do. I believe they are – they're in October. Okay, so whoever's first Memphis or – we can either be 5-1 and one or 6-1 and one, uh, potentially yeah. when yeah. the Knights come in here and be setting up for a big-time contest. And, uh, yeah. And that's the thing with our schedule. It's kind of like – I mean, it's a weird analogy, but you're kind of going up the mountain. I mean, with ODU and Campbell and Navy, it's easier. And then you go to the – Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, that's where it's going to get tough. And they have BYU popped in there. Like you said, we have to start hot. We have to start hot. If we don't beat – I mean, obviously, if we don't beat Old Dominion, then I I think we're in trouble. I mean, I know it's kind of early to say that, but I think our conference really is that good. Campbell, I mean, we all know what can happen with an FCS game. Thing about Navy though, and I was telling people this earlier before the season started, is under their head coach, uh, Kenny Monaloo, they are up and down. I mean, obviously the, the past few years they have been down, but it always seems like when 
they have a really bad year, they bounce right back and they'll win eight or nine games. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year because if they play like they played against Delaware, then I think they're in for a torturous season. But I don't look at Navy as a complete blowout game. I don't even I don't even think it's a guaranteed win because we never play well against Navy. Last year we got the win. That was great. But I, I, I'm always iffy on Navy. At some point, it's going to happen. We have never beat Navy in Greenville. Um, and at some point, we're going to have a dominating performance against Navy. It's just a law of averages. I would hope that would be this year. Um, you, you talk about if we lose to ODU, we're in trouble. I, it depends on what you mean. Um, I think we could easily lose to ODU and still get to a bowl game. I, I, I really believe that we're that good. Um, and I think ODU, if they upset us, could be really good also. People need to take that into account. Um, I think I think people are counting the Hokies out a little too soon. Like I said, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. We'll know more about Virginia Tech after the Boston College game uh, Saturday. But, um, I, you know, I, I certainly don't want to start 0-2, but in terms of uh, we're in trouble, uh, we could be 2-2 two two in a hurry. We could start off 0-2, beat Campbell, beat Navy, uh, UCF, or excuse me, USF Tulane after that. And the next thing you know, we're 4-2. and two, And you're like, you know, horrible start, but now we're 4-2. and two. So uh, it depends on what the expectations are. Right now, my expectations are to compete for the conference championship, and uh, you you need to get you need to get hot. And um, I think these guys just need to win a football game because now you look back, Sutton, we didn't get to play the bowl game. We lost to Cincinnati, and uh, now we lost to NC State. So we have not won a ball we have not won a ball game since Owen Daffer walked us off against Navy. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, these guys have lost two in a row. And had a ball game canceled on them, so uh, they're hungry for a win. I, I fully expect us to come out and play well. My biggest fear for this game is special teams. Um, if you know, I, I expect Old Dominion to be very aggressive based on their track record of blocking kicks on our punter, on our kickers. They're going to try to block a lot of stuff. And then you look, it, you know, Dafford didn't have a kick blocked. Let's say he gets one blocked. Does that get in his head? Um, so we need to execute on special teams. Defense needs to play their asses off again like they did this past week and try to keep Old Dominion's offense in check again. That'll make things a lot easier for everybody. And then offensively, uh, my keys would be Holton just needs to be Holton to play within himself. Uh, we need to get the running backs going early and often. Uh like to see to get the tight. We had the tight ends involved in the passing game some. I'd like to see that even more. You know, you mentioned C.J. Johnson before the show. Had a great game uh, against NC State. It'll be interesting to see if he can continue that in the slot. And these two outside receivers that we got that have a lot of talent, Isaiah Winstead, we saw some of what he could do. He had a few drops early. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays in game number two. And then um, Johnson, the kid from Georgia, again, the kid with a lot of talent. It'll be interesting to see how he plays. Uh, I, I, I got a feeling we're going to play well. Um, Saturday, but I got a feeling ODU will too. I really am expecting a good football game. Before we uh, wrap up our thoughts on this uh, ECODU game, I, I do want to mention that defensive play against NC State on Saturday. Frankly, I mean, I've been watching ECU football since I was born. That that might be one of the best <clears throat> defensive plays I've ever seen. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, we've been talking about this quite a bit. Um, I think this could be our best defense since 09. Uh, yep. Skip Holtz Conference Championship oh. years. 
Um, it, it has all the makings of it. Uh, it it'll, it'll be interesting to see how much pressure we can get on their quarterback this weekend. Again, I would ignore his numbers a little bit if I was Pirate Nation this past Friday against Virginia Tech and, and pay attention to what, to me, is the bigger number. He is 6-2 and two as a starter, and uh, that's pretty impressive. So, And, and people will, will downplay that and say, well, look at the back half of their schedule last year. Conference USA was trash. Yeah, but you got to win those games. Or Virginia Tech's not as good as they normally are. Yeah, but it's still Virginia Tech. So I um, I expect a competitive game from uh, ODU. Uh, Sutton, I don't know about you. Do you, do you like to predict – do you like to give scores? Or, or, or I love doing it. I was going to ask you uh, – that's the next question. What's your score prediction, man? Uh I'm gonna go Pirates. I think I, you know, I'm gonna go Pirates 31, Old Dominion 21, and I think it's a touchdown game late, and Owen Daver puts it away with a field goal to ice it, and we win by 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think it's gonna be similar. I think that the offense is gonna light you up a little bit more. I'm gonna go ECU 37. I'm gonna go Old Dominion 24, 37, 24, 13 point game. I think Owen. But we Daffer cover. Will. We cover. Owen says take the points. Yeah. And I, oh, and I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sutton says take the points. I, I think we're I think we're going to go over. I think it's going to be a yeah. I think we're going to go over. I, I just think that this team, like you said, the, the canceled bowl game. I mean, really should have won on Saturday. This team's hungry for a win, and I give ODU all the credit in the world. They looked fantastic against Virginia Tech, but I just think the seats. I think I think the CCU team is just really really good and they are just they have a fire lit right now and i think they're gonna light it up hey either way man whether we win by 10 or win by 13 either way we'll be happy fire saturday night it's a win uh quick thing before we wrap up here nfl season starts tomorrow kyle who you have won the super bowl oh man i don't follow the nfl uh at all so my, my prediction on who would win the super bowl wouldn't mean anything i i'll, I'll go uh the patriots i have no idea i i literally Follows zero NFL. It's funny because uh, I, I've got the Bills. I mean, Bills under Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I think that this is the year for them. And and quick thing before we go to uh, in our comments, game day operations on Saturday. It was good to see that those were addressed. That now that fans, you are allowed to bring in two unopened water bottles, which is. Very good. Uh, the Dogs Den said that it was the worst game day experience <laughs> on Saturday. I, I mean, I wasn't in the concessions. Um, my girlfriend went and she got concessions and she was in line for about 30 minutes. So, I mean, I, I can understand where people are coming from, but it, it's good to see the administration uh, taking care of it. And I think that the, especially in Eastern North Carolina, the, the two bottles of water is a good thing to have. Yeah, absolutely. Airmark needs to get their stuff together. If they can't get it together, I, I, I have some creative ideas of my own that I'd like to see implemented. You know, Bank of America Stadium, Dave brought up, uh, has a policy now where they have multiple soda fountains throughout the stadium and you can buy a souvenir cup and refill as you want. Uh, UNC put in something called Water Monsters for the Florida A&M game. You buy a bottle and you refill your water as you want. Very friend friendly. Eliminates the need for a lot of staff. I'd personally like to see the contract with Airmark done away with. This is the day and day of food trucks. How cool would it be to see about 10 or 15 local food trucks in the concourse area of Dottie Ficklin Stadium offering a big variety of food? And these are people who do it every day. They know what they're doing. They'll get you served a lot faster versus I, I know we have volunteer groups, fundraisers for churches, 
civic groups, et cetera, that are running our stands a lot and Airmark splits the profits with them. And, and, you know, that's a good thing, but those people aren't used to doing this on a daily basis where you have these food truck operators. That's all they do. So, right. Uh, and, go ahead. And to, yeah. And with, uh, I remember last year I saw, and they have a kid this year, they have, uh, Villa Verde, Parker's and, uh, Bill's, I think, I know a couple of years ago they had Bill's hot dogs in there. Um, but I, when I go to get concessions, I'm not going for a stadium hot dog or the popcorn. I, I want to find those local vendors. I want to be able to find that because a, I think it tastes better, and b, I mean it's it's local stuff. I mean, it's like going to Virginia Tech. I mean, if I'm going to a game there, am I going to go get a box popcorn or am I going to go try a turkey leg? Like you want to be able to eat within the region. I, I think it's great that uh, food trucks, hopefully should be able to come back in there because I know they've been in there before, but having Bill's hot dogs in there, Parker's, Bill Bear, I think it's great for the university. And I think it's great for their businesses. I agree. And I'd like to see more of it. And, uh, you know, as far as overall game day operations, you know, you, you can't have things like that happen on a big stage with NC state running out of water is inexcusable. The same thing happened by the way, uh, up at ODU, they ran out of water. Mm-hmm. Aramark also is their providers. I heard there was problems at the Arkansas Cincinnati game with game day operations. So uh, I don't know if you, you have a situation with Aramark biting off more than they can chew uh, with uh, maybe some, some supply chain issues. I don't know if those are still going on. But uh, no excuses. needs to be fixed, and it needs to be fixed this week. Should be more manageable. Obviously going to be a smaller crowd. So uh, hopefully no issues like that Saturday night. Hopefully not, and hopefully we can uh, get a nice one on Saturday. Kyle, thank you for joining me, uh, and we uh, also thank you for joining us here on Pirate Breakdown. Hope you have a great week. Hope to see you Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And as always, stay undaunted.